Hello, and welcome to the Forgiven and Redeemed by the Blood podcast. Uh, My name is David, and this is a new podcast. This is episode one, so welcome everybody. Uh, This podcast is a Christian podcast, uh, talking all things faith and Jesus and his love. Uh, It is going to be a candid discussion with uh, special guests as well as um, verses from the Bible and devotionals, prayer, uh, all things Jesus. Uh, So welcome everybody. I'm going to start off uh, with uh, prayer because I would uh, like nothing more but the blessing from God uh, to continue. So um, bow your heads everyone. Father God, we thank you and we praise you, Father God, for an opportunity to come to you and boldly uh, speak of your love, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice, for what you did on the cross, for doing what no man could do in any capacity. We thank you, Jesus, for saving each and every one of us. We thank you for the power and the authority that we have over the enemy. We bind any foul spirit that comes against us in the name of Jesus and we thank you Jesus for all your love and your sacrifice your willingness to go to the cross for us Lord we ask your blessings be upon each one listening Lord and we ask your blessings be upon this podcast that it may be for your glory and uh, complete what you plan for it to do we thank you and we praise you in Jesus name amen Alright, today's verse of the day is from Lamentations, chapter 3, verses 22 and 23, and this is in the New Living Translation. It says, The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is His faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Thank you for not giving us the punishment that we deserved. We honor you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Today, I kind of want to talk about testimonies, um, and I'll hopefully uh, be able to give you a little bit of mine. Uh, I was I was in prayer um, the other day, and and uh, let me back up just a little bit. Most of my most of my life, I'd always thought, you know, when when people talked about sharing their testimony, I always thought it was like a a listing of everything that they've been through in their life and 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 sometimes it's it's like that sometimes you have to tell you know where you've been to be able to explain uh where you are and and how god has has blessed you but um i'd always thought that you had to you know your testimony was a you know linear uh path that you've walked um and all the things that you've overcome uh through Jesus, um, but I was in prayer the other day, and God says your testimony is not your biography, and that just struck me. I'm like, Lord, you're. I mean, thank you. That that was 
that, that was like eye-opening to me because it, it's not necessarily, you know, where you're just listing everything that you've gone through and, and you know, there's there's a place for that, but um, it's it's a uh, it, just little snippets of, of your life that you can tell about uh, where God has worked in a particular area. It doesn't have to be a, a listing. And, and to me, I know uh, a lot of you probably already knew that but to me that was kind of you know for God to uh, reveal that to me um, was was a blessing and then it was also eye-opening uh, because I'd always thought you know I can't really I, I kind of hold back on sharing my testimony because I didn't I didn't know how to you know put my life story in a you know three to five minute package to be able to keep people's attention, but um, but the testimony it, it can be just a simple, you know, this is what happened, this is where I was, and this is how God delivered me from that, and that is kind of what I want to share with you all today. Is is uh, you know your your testimony doesn't necessarily have to be you know everything that happened to you from the the moment that you. Uh, can first remember your, uh, you have your first memory. Uh, doesn't have to be like that. It it can be just a, a short snippet. So I'm, I'm, gonna encourage you today to um, share your testimonies. Uh, those little things, uh, seemingly little things that you have that have happened in your life that uh, that God has helped you through, um, whether it is sickness. Or uh, grief, um, whether it's uh, an addiction, and all those things God works in, um, and He works those things for the good of those who love Him. That's what His Word says, and His Word is truth. The Bible is truth, um, and and the Bible talks a lot about sharing of the testimony. Uh, in fact, um, in Acts chapter four, verse thirty-three. It says the apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's great blessing was upon them. So God will bless you in the sharing of your testimony uh, of what Jesus has done in your life. God will bless that. Um, now it also says in Second Timothy uh, chapter one verse eight. It says, so never be ashamed to tell others, others about our Lord. And don't be ashamed of me either, even though I am in prison for him. With the strength God gives you, be ready to suffer with me for the sake of the good news. So that's just basically saying, uh, it's not all going to be a bed of roses. You know, there'll be, there'll be people that, that uh, completely reject you for sharing uh, Jesus with them. Um, and don't be afraid of that. I mean, that's that's going to happen, and it's going to happen more and more as we uh, come closer to the time that Jesus comes back for us. Um, and, and the Bible speaks a little bit about, uh, you know, if, if you get rejected. Um, in Luke chapter 9, uh, verse 5, um, and this is Jesus speaking. It says, and if a town refuses to welcome you, shake its dust from your feet 
as you leave to show that you have abandoned those people to their fate. So, <laughs> the way I am interpreting that uh, is that Jesus is saying that, you know, you're not everyone's going to accept you. Not everyone's going to want to hear what you have to say. But don't dwell on those things. Don't uh, focus on the rejection. Uh, instead, move forward because, you know, that's part of God's path for you. Move forward. You know, shake the dust from your shoes or your sandals and and keep going. Don't let that uh, drag you down or keep you from sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. I mean, that's... Uh, hard sometimes sometimes that you know we we are people who for me personally um i i want to i don't want to have anybody not um think good things think that i'm a good person and i know that sounds very selfish or self-serving but it, it's it's what i've been my entire life i've always wanted to be um you know that that good person that nice person uh, and and um, for a good portion of my life, I thought I was that. Um, I had, uh, you know, I always had people that told me how nice of a person I was. And uh, I was probably the, far from that. I mean, I and, and when I look at my spiritual health throughout my life... Um, I was definitely not a nice person. I was deep in sin. I had um, I had addictions. Um, I had I did things. I was a people pleaser, so I wanted to always uh, make other people happy, um, even if it was, you know, at the expense of of my finances or my my uh, health. You know, I always wanted to please people, but. I've learned that through my um, relationship, my uh, my continuing relationship, my love for Jesus and, and the love that he has for me, that I, I don't have to be a people pleaser, I have to be a truth teller. Um, and I'm still learning that. I mean, that's, that is a hard thing for someone who used to live to please people to now just be a truth teller because the truth is going to offend people it's going to make people not want to be around you you're going to lose friends you're going to have family distance themselves um, that's all part of it but i mean the the truth is uh, and and this i'm going to misquote this but there's a line in uh, the show the chosen on season one um it was mary and jesus interaction and uh when Mary's telling her, um, she was telling somebody about uh, this guy that she met, which was Jesus. She said, um, "Oh, I think I, I think it was the, the priest that she was speaking with." Uh, and she said that um, he was asking her, you know, about her dramatic change, and she said, uh, uh, basically. And this is a misquote, but uh, basically it was, I was one way, and now I'm completely different. And what happened in between was him. It was her meeting of Jesus. And that's what Jesus does. I mean, when you allow him to 
uh, allow him into your life and you receive him and you you want to draw closer to him and you learn about uh, his love and, and what he did from the very beginning of time um, through you know his uh, physical birth through the Virgin Mary uh, through his life his ministry um, the miracles that he performed of course and his uh, death and resurrection uh, you know that whole whole bit when you're, you're when you're talking about uh, love that is that is the a profound definition I mean he he was not selfless or selfish at all um, and I, I just look I look at that a lot and think my whole life has really been uh, up until I met Jesus it had always been really self-serving because even when I was a a quote-unquote people pleaser it was self-serving because I I I cared more about what people thought of me than than really showing them true love, um, even showing myself true love. You know, I I would I would sacrifice myself for uh, the to please other people, which is obviously. I mean, now I know looking back and the things that um, God has done in my life. Looking back, knowing that that is that was uh, in vain. Um, it, it was, you know, uh, it's, all those works were for nothing. It was for selfish gain and selfish pride. Um, and and God helped me through that. Um, he delivered me from that. Because um, in that life, uh, it was a life of anger. I lived... Um, in anger almost all the time and you know I'd, I would fake smile and say I'm okay and and you know I would have a good time and I would numb myself with you know alcohol and and relationships and things that were just uh, temporary fixes to a messed up really spiritual problem um, but my encounter with Jesus was uh, not until well into my adulthood and it was a, a moment that um, you know I just feel so overwhelmed and I felt uh, so overwhelmed and, and not worthy of all the things that God was doing and and it was just proof that you know your past doesn't matter once you um, accept uh, Jesus into your life your past doesn't matter I mean the things that you did he's not looking at that anymore he's looking at you he, he sees your heart and and he knows um, he knows he has a purpose for you and he knows that that uh, that you know he knows what your motives are so once he once you've accepted him and you've you've repented of your sins and you've been washed clean you know god doesn't look at that past anymore yes they they exist and those things are part of your testimony and he actually expects you to share you know that um 
and and the proof of his redemptive power but he doesn't focus on your mistakes those things that you did in the past that you um that were part of when you were a, a sinful person which you know there's not going to be anybody no matter of your title or place in the church um there's not going to be anybody that is sin free uh, because we all i mean that's that's just our, our flesh we're sinful people um we were uh, ever since adam and eve we were born into that um but uh, we have we serve a loving god a god that that loves us more than we can even ever imagine and those things uh, when we do mess up um we confess those sins we repent we ask for forgiveness and he wipes those clean those are those are not his focus all his desires are are to uh hear your heart and and have you draw close to him and have you obey him um which is where the true freedom is i mean you uh, you know in our flesh we think you know if we have to obey somebody we have to i mean we're we're in service um we're servants we can't do anything that we want um and it's it's really the complete opposite because when you're in service to god you are completely free of those things that will hold you back um those those sins that uh bind you uh such as you know addiction and and um you know any of those things lot even lying so people uh, often and, and me included um often look at you know the varying degrees of sin um and there's there's not really any truth to that because a sin is a sin god looks at all sin the same it's it's a very even line and we want to put labels on it like okay murders worse than um uh, beating up somebody, uh, uh, but uh, beating up somebody is worse than, uh, you know, uh, ad adultery. Um, adultery is worse than lying. We want to put these varying degrees, and I'm not saying that that's my my scale, but um, it's really uh, on a even playing field. All all sin is is even in God's eyes, whether you lie. Um, which can uh, be a something that binds you as well, because now, you know, it depends on the situation that that lie will will have a hold on you, and you have to whether uh, you have to either keep going with that lie, which is going to cause you more uh, problems, or you can confess and repent and be set free of that lie. Same thing for somebody that is murdered. Um, we think murder is, is uh, you know, kind of tops on the list. You, you've taken another life. But, it, it I mean, I, I've uh, seen testimonies and, and stories of, of many people who are spending life, multiple life sentences in prison, um, who have found and allowed Jesus to work in their lives um, they've repented they've been uh, set free um, and they uh, welcome 
uh, Jesus in their lives, and they live for Jesus behind bars. Um, so they know that they are never going to be able to be out in the world again. They're never going to see that that type of freedom where they're away from prison. Uh, but within the prison, uh, God will use them um, in ministry, into spreading the good news, to help others that are, are struggling with uh, some form of uh, bound by something that whether it's you know addictions or or um or guilt i mean guilt is a is a big big thing or unforgiveness because unforgiveness is a a huge link uh, to so many different things you know unforgiveness of others unforgiveness of yourself you know those things people struggle with i've struggled with it um but it is something that you can be set free from but god will use you in your circumstances, whether you're uh, in prison, never to see the outside world again, or if you are a pastor in a church, you know, all in between. If you if you are a member, if you are a leader of the food service team at your church, you know, if you are a volunteer at the local homeless shelter, you know, God will use you in those spots. He placed you there for a reason. Um and and sometimes it's it's teaching us lessons while also loving us through our circumstances uh, and the good news is that if we've if we've accepted Jesus and we've received him then our home is in heaven i mean when we when we die uh we will be received in heaven uh, now everybody's going to have to have a and accounting for the things that they did here on earth. That's uh, that is in the Bible, and we will all stand before uh, Jesus one day, and um, and we'll have to uh, have an account for those things that we did. But if we have received Jesus and we believe in Jesus and we know that He is our Savior, uh, He was uh, He is the Son of God, born of a virgin died on the cross, rose on the third day, and he sits at the right hand of God. Our home, our forever home, our eternity home is in heaven, where we get to worship God daily, uh, all the time. And I can't wait for that. Um, as, as far as uh, my personal story, I, I, uh, grew up in small town and my family um i didn't know it at the time but it's come from a long line of uh sin i mean there's generational things that that were just passed down um, continuously and uh i grew up around a lot of um substance abuse and alcohol and um you know, relationships that were not uh, holy. Um, there were unions formed uh, that were not good at all. And I just carried that because I thought it was normal. I just carried that into my adulthood thinking that's just the normal way that people live. And yeah, people can go to church and people can be good and people can pray. I learned, I knew that as well. But 
I, the things that I accepted as as normal behaviors, um, I didn't I didn't really know that they were uh, things that would send you to hell. Um, so I carried those into my adult life and uh, participated in in different things that um, were not of God, but God worked through. Um, my mistakes he helped me to work through my mistakes he helped show me what love really is he helped me uh, find a wonderful woman who together we kind of grew up in uh, our, our spiritual um, health kind of grew together uh, we both were not living for the Lord and then we um, we kind of, you know, found him almost at the same time. It's really, it was really amazing to see that happen. And, and you know, we have uh, a couple, a uh, couple kids together. Um, and then I have an older son. You know, it's just one of those things. That, as a parent, you, you want the best for your children, and sometimes, uh, the way that we raised our children was, you know, we both come from fairly uh, poor backgrounds and we just wanted the better things for our children, not to have them work so hard. And and at, and it's all meaning well, but it's not the best way, looking back, at how to teach them. Um, looking back, you know, we would have probably raised them in church and we did not do that. And that is something that um, is tough, but then you also have to just show how you've changed, how you, where you've come from, how I've changed to be a loving person that uh, truly cares about other people. Um, you know, not not the selfish, uh, self-serving, people-pleasing person, uh, but to actually do things that are. Uh, selfless um, to be as Jesus was and he was the most selfless person uh, to anybody that he he met you know there are stories upon stories upon stories um, in in the history book uh, which is the Bible uh, that talk about those things that Jesus did for the least of people um, I'm actually going to read a, a few scripture from uh, the Bible that talks about um, how we should treat others, and uh, that that our ultimate reward will be found in that. that our blessings will be found in that. Um, this is from uh, Matthew 25. Uh, I'm going to start at verse 31, and this is Jesus speaking. But when the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him. Then he will sit upon his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in his presence, and he will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. 
For I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me into your home. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you cared for me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink, or a stranger and show you hospitality, or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick, or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of the least of these my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Then the king will turn to those on the left and say, Away with you, you cursed ones, into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his demons. For I was hungry, and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty, and you didn't give me a drink. I was a stranger, and you didn't invite me into your home. I was naked, and you didn't give me clothing. I was sick, and in prison, and you didn't visit me. Then they will, will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty, or stranger or naked or sick or in prison, and not help you? And he will answer, I tell you the truth, when you refused to help the least of these my brothers and sisters, you were, you were refusing to help me. And they will go away into the eternal punishment, but the righteous will go into eternal life. So that... A series of uh, scriptures is powerful, and that's that's telling us exactly how we should live, and that our uh, our eternal life is at the end of that. Whether we are choosing to be selfless and help others around us, or we are seeing someone in need and not helping, those all have eternal consequences. Now you can you can say you know, and this is not condemning at all, but you can say, well, I, I helped uh, then when I when I had the opportunity or when I had the finances or um, when I had the available resources. Uh, it, it's not there's no condemnation in in helping others around you, but but it's saying that you know when you see someone that has a need. And God has placed you in their path, and you can help. That you should help, not turn a blind eye to um, an issue or a situation or a need. Uh, God has placed you there for a reason, and you could possibly be the the one that will um, help turn someone else around or turn someone else to Jesus. Uh, but by turning a blind eye, you know there's eternal consequences in uh, whether you're. Uh, you're being selfless or you're being selfish. Both of those have eternal consequences. When uh, when I finally surrendered to Jesus, um, it was on an Easter Sunday. I, I should I'll take that back. Um, it, when I finally made a step forward to find out about Jesus was an Easter Sunday. Um, it wasn't an immediate, uh, you know, transformation. Um, but however, when I really, 
uh, you know, when I allowed myself to be broken and and I received Jesus into uh, my life to help me, help fix me, help uh, redeem me, it was an instant transformation because it was a, a revealing uh, process that showed me that, you know, living for myself was not the way to go, um, was not the way that I was going to have an eternal life uh, in heaven. Uh, my life, uh, no matter how many people said that I was a good person, my life was leading me straight to hell. And that's where I would have been uh, if Jesus uh, hadn't been there, um, hadn't uh, touched my heart. Um, if, and it is by God's grace that that I am even here today. Because there's so many things that that I did wrong in my life uh, that you know I should have I should have died for. I mean, in the old days, I would have been stoned for um, at the least. But it is uh, by God's grace that that I can do anything. Uh, His grace uh, covers a, a multitude of sins, and that sounds like a preacher thing to say. But you know, I, I just think about it, and it's such a true statement. Um, and I'm so thankful every day that that I I went that Easter Sunday to church and got to experience the love of God like never before and it truly forever changed me um, it changed my life changed my family um, and changed my wife and and you know my wife and I we are one in the Lord and uh, when we changed at the same time it just made it that much more meaningful and more powerful and and we were able to stick with it more. Um, so I guess uh, my to sum this up, I mean, find a gospel preaching church, someone that's going to tell you the truth, that's going to love you through your failings, uh, love as Jesus loved. Find that type of church and then get in service. And when you find that church that is, uh, you know, that preaches the truth from the Bible, that loves as Jesus loved, that works together uh, for the advancement of God's kingdom, when you find that church, uh, it, it is what helped me was get involved, serve, at uh, whatever capacity that you can, whether you are, you know, doing anything in the church from from cleaning it to teaching to um, serving food to greeting people at the door, it doesn't matter. Serve, because um, that is, you know, God will bless you in that, and uh, that is what has helped me. Is is I found uh, that place that. Um, you know, accepted me as I was, taught me, uh, discipled me, um, loved me from the very beginning, day one, uh, and you'll know, uh, you'll you'll feel it, uh, and then uh, the 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 church that I I found 
preaches from the Bible, preaches the truth, and sometimes it's hard, and it was, you know, there was a lot of messages that were very hard to hear, and the and the Holy Spirit really worked on me as far as, you know, uh, convicting me of the things that I've been guilty of, those sins that I have uh, allowed to uh, be in my life, those things that I've made idols in my life, you know, the the when you hear those kinds of messages, those are hard to hear, but they are helpful, and they are for the good, uh, is for your growth, um, and, and I encourage you to receive those as gifts, receive those as things that, um, you needed, that God has placed there that you needed, um, and let the Holy Spirit work through them, work through those things, because, uh, uh, you will end up um, for the good. Anyway, uh, that is kind of a little bit of what I, what I, what I wanted to talk about. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, Alright, so I think that's all for this episode. Um, I just want to encourage you and remind you that Jesus loves you no matter where you're at, no matter who you are, no matter your uh, position in life. Jesus loves you and he died on the cross for you. And he uh, wants that relationship with you. God loves you so much. Um, and he's, he's calling for you. You didn't stumble across this podcast by mistake. Uh, this is a uh, a very beginning uh, of my uh, adventure in this, my um, my attempt at, at this, and I, I hope that you've got something from it. Um, but you did not stumble across this podcast by mistake. God has placed this uh, before you for a reason, and uh, and I hope that you are encouraged to. Um, to seek that relationship with him because he wants to change you from the inside out. He does not care about anything on the outside, your possessions, your your wealth, your lack of wealth, your lack of even biblical knowledge. All he's seeking is that relationship with you. Um, that is a tops on top priority on his uh, wants for you. He wants to bless you um, in, in all your endeavors. So I... I I want to encourage you to uh, seek Him, learn what He is about, what He wants for you, find your His purpose for you, uh, because He has one for all of us, and He knows you, He knows your name, and He loves you, uh, regardless of where you've been or how much you've failed, He loves you. Uh, so I encourage you to uh, seek Him today, uh, don't wait till tomorrow. Do it today. Fall to your knees and pray to him today. Um, ask for forgiveness. Uh, ask him to reveal those things that you um, need to get correct in your life. Uh, he is a loving God and, and he wants that relationship with you. Um, so I encourage you to do that today. Do not wait another day. Do not wait another minute. Do it today. And I want to close this out in prayer because... Because God is, is, is going to bless uh, bless you in this. And in your um, 
the, the things that he's called calls you to do in in the future um, anyway uh, I'm gonna pray father I thank you for this opportunity uh, I thank you for the people that are listening right now father God I thank you that that you don't do anything by mistake Lord that their lives father God matter to you more than anything father God your word says that you know the very hairs on their head father God you know the 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 purpose in their lives you know their very hearts father God you know all of their shortcomings Lord but you know where you want to take them Lord uh, father we we ask that your love just penetrate their hearts Lord that they know and and understand father God their purposes father God in your kingdom Lord I just thank you so much for for touching their lives Lord and blessing them father God I pray, Father God, that they they take whatever seeds that you plant, Father God, they take and, and, and that those be watered through your word, Father God, and that they produce that fruit, Father, that is good and pleasing to you, Lord. We just thank you for their lives and for, for your love that is upon them, Father God. We ask, Lord, that the, the conviction of the Holy Spirit be upon them, Father God, not to make them shy away father god but to help them draw closer to you father i just thank you for every person that is listening right now lord and i love them father god father and i know that you love them even more father we just praise you and we thank you lord we ask that they be empowered father god to go forth and proclaim the good works the love of jesus jesus christ is the way the truth and the life and we just thank you so much for that, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. And we honor you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. This has been the Forgiven and Redeemed by the Blood podcast, episode one. Uh, thank you all so much for uh, joining me in this. And I pray that you have a very blessed day. And until next time, God bless.